You know what? I, I don't need a Bible verse to be a giver. Hey! Why will I need a Bible verse to be a giver? When I've got a brain that can remember that I was walking in Bogatanga. Mani King La Bola Zoo. Tapin aluminium. Koba before Genya Diadi. Diala Modade Zirai Mama Tokarazir. I go to Bola to pick aluminium things, copper wires. One day I was driving with mommy on some part around the Boga market area. And I showed her, I said, Pearl, there used to be a man here. We used to come here and sell the aluminium. Hey. Then today, God uses me to build a church like this. And I'm waiting for Bible verse to be a giver. How bad is my memory? How bad is my brain? I can't remember where I'm coming from. Ladies and gentlemen, if you remember where you are coming from, you don't need to remember a Bible verse to be a giver. You know, so people say, oh no, they are using the Bible. We are the ones that make people keep accusing preachers. Because the truth is that many preachers, when they are raising an offering, the Bible verses they use actually don't apply. And they don't really need those many Bible verses to convince any good person to be a giver. So Jacob got up and said, I'm a grateful person. I'm a thankful person. So God, you said you will be with me, you will take me, you will bring me back in peace and blah, blah, blah. Go to the verse number 18. And I'm looking at the words that the man is speaking. He rose up early in the morning and took a stone that he had put uh, for his pillows and set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. I know you like the pouring of oil. So I will not stay there long Because as for oil I don't mean to convince you To bring bottles of oil to church Because anytime I have said Bring bottles of oil to church Some brought bottles, some brought drums Some brought gallows Some brought anchorage of oil mm. One of the days But one building a whole drum of oil You see somebody You see you see the drum with engine oil One day somebody will be rolling that one coming As for oil I don't need to convince you. We believe in oil. I'm telling you, all the oil carriers in this church, if they were tighters, we would never need anything. Ask somebody sitting by you, are you a tighter or oil carrier? <laughs> oh, come on, give a big clap of fruit to Jesus. Oil carrier. Poured oil on the top of it. Verse 19. And he called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of that city was called Luz at the first. Verse 20. And Jacob vowed a vow, say. The first thing I want you to take, I want you to take note of about nine things in the words that Jacob spoke to God. Number one is that he vowed a vow. Now I know that when you when you say when I say vow, I know some will say, Oh, but New Testament Christians don't vow. No, it's not true. You vow every time. 
Do you know that even the altar call is a kind of a vow? Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you my heart. Come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sin. It's a vow. You go to Acts chapter 18 and verse number 18. And the Bible said, Paul got to a place called Sancria. And then he shaved his hair because he had a vow unto the Lord. We vow every day. When you give your life to Jesus and you say, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. If you say, Lord, I give myself unto God to be holy the rest of my life. It's a vow. When you stand at the altar during a wedding, don't you make vow? We are going to exchange vow. So you vow every day. That means when it comes to your tithe, your offering and things, there must be a vow on it. Listen, every year when I get up at the beginning of the year, I have a minimum offering I give. I don't go below it. No, no, no. It's a covenant between me and God. It's, it's something between me and God. Mommy has got a figure. So when we come into the year, I mention my figure to her, she mentions a figure to me. When we put them together, our hearts will beat. So we are going to be doing this every month. Every Tuesday, every Sunday. But it's a commitment. So we don't go be now, Somebody say, oh, but the Bible says your year should be here. Your year should be here. It's a vow. If your year is here, it's a vow. Nobody saying go and swear in the name of God. No. But you are deciding that you know what? Anytime I walk into God's presence, this is what I'm going to do. I will not appear in God's presence empty. Vowing is not an Old Testament thing and it is not a Mosaic law thing. Vowing is for anybody who wants to live a disciplined life. So for example, if you decide that, you know what, now I'm born again, I am a believer, I'm not going to sleep with any man or sleep with any woman until I marry. That is a vow. If you don't make that kind of vow or commitment, men and women will be walking through your life without traffic light. No red light. Nothing like Asia. Mad men pass through. Normal people pass through. Toroko pushers pass through. Everybody's passing through. No traffic light. So he vowed a vow. Give me the scripture. He vowed a vow saying, If God will be with me in this journey that I undertake, if God will be with me, how many of you want God to be with you? Is God being with you? Is it Old Testament or New Testament? Oh, uh, New Testament, Old Testament. God be with you. Huh? It's for both. God with you. And Jesus said, and lo, I will be with you always, even unto the end of the age. So God being with you, he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And we quote it with our saying, it's in the Old Testament. So God is with you. I pray that God Almighty will be with you. Uh, in the name of Jesus, may we be with you. And will keep me in this way that I go. He, he that keeps you. Will neither slumber nor sleep. 
May God keep you, preserve you. Am I hearing somebody say an amen? May the Lord keep you. You will not dash your foot against a stone. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord preserve you. May he keep you from evil. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor by night. May God preserve you from evil. And that no weapon formed against you will prosper. May he put his hand upon you in the name of Jesus and preserve you from evil any plague that comes around you may the plague jump over your house may there be a Passover over your life and when evil comes upon the land a thousand shall fall on your side ten thousand on your right hand but it shall not come nigh you if God will be with me number two and number three will keep me in this way that I go number four and will give me bread to eat whenever you pray our father give us this day our daily bread may my God supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus and God gave Jacob bread God gave Jacob food in your case you are not only receiving bread and food but you are receiving the bread of life Jesus Christ is the bread of life from heaven and he gives you the word of God for man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So in Jacob, who was an eater of ordinary bread, was saying, I will give 10%. The me that received the bread of life, Jesus Christ, in my life, me that received the word of God, which is spiritual, I should even be thinking about more than 10%, more than 20%, more than 30%. I should be telling God, God, if all I have is 100% and you need the 100% take it if I can afford it I pray in the name of Jesus may you stop using a calculator on God and behaving as if God owes you anything he said if you would give me bread to eat but look at you you are not only eating bread there's ice cream in your fridge there's yogurt in your fridge when you finish eating your tobani you call for yogurt look at you arguing against type somebody who was a figurative the stone was his pillow and the man is talking about if god would give me bread to eat maybe the bread is just some kariyama or it's just some kind of pottage some simple food but look at you eating fried rice and arguing against type look at you eating chicken and goat jollof and arguing against type some of you look at you you are eating barbecue and still arguing against type an ungrateful generation a group of people who don't understand that what God has given us we cannot pay him for a group of people who don't understand that God has been too merciful on us for us to be arguing with him about giving but if somebody has nothing to give if you have nothing to give because God gave you nothing I have no argument with you but as for me I cannot say God gave me nothing because even the breath that I have it came from God and let everything that has breath praise the Lord and sometimes we praise God not just with the words of our mouth but we honor God with our substance Somebody shout a yes and praise. And if God will give me bread to eat, if God will give me bread to eat, 
and raiment to put on. Oh, mama, I love this one. I did a small study on the raiment to put on, and it's in the book. Raiment, clothing. Jesus said, if God so clothes the grass of the field, how much more shall he not clothe you? How many of you are here? God has clothed you. No, I know. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Look at me. Look at me. Some of you, I'm sure you dressed yourself. Look at your dressing. Look at yourself. Yeah, some of you, you dress yourself. Some of you, your mother dressed you. But me, when I was a child growing up, there was only one dress my mother showed me how to wear. They used to call it collar. When my mother would take one of her clothes, tie it around my chest, and tie it at, at the neck. How many of you remember? I used to have a nice picture when I was a young boy with bushy hair. And my mother tied that cloth around me like that. Beautiful picture. I don't know where it is now. Um, I think, well, you saw it before. Nice one. I mean, with color. Beautiful. That, that, that was the way my mother t- taught me to dress. You can imagine if I wore that dress and came to church now. And start singing, sweet mother. I no go forget you. For this dress where you dress me. Oh, sweet mother. That is what my mother taught me to dress. But as for what I'm wearing now, a shirt with rolled sleeves, I never saw my daddy dress like that. Never saw my daddy in this kind of trousers. He used to wear some kind of trousers, but they were different. So everything about my dressing, my heavenly father put raiment on me. And there are many of you people who will bear witness with me that you never knew how to dress until you met Jesus. And then by the Holy Ghost, by the Spirit of God, He started changing you bit by bit. You got a shirt, you don't know where it came from. Got a shoe, don't know where it came from. Got a belt, don't know where it came from. And all these blessings were coming from God. And Jacob said, if God will give me raiment to put on, how many of you are here? You know your shirt is Jesus who gave you. Your shoe is him. Your belt is him. Even your wig is from him. When you remove that wig and look at your natural head, then you know that God is good and he knows how to make the imperfect perfect. And then God will give me raiment. So, I studied on the raiment and I also realized that apart from the raiment, the physical clothing, God also clothes us with his glory with his honor and with his righteousness that once I was a sinner but he who knew no sin became sin for me that I might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that whenever God looks at me now he does not see my sin he sees his righteousness oh how many of you are wearing the clothes of the righteousness of God and a man who received just ordinary clothing a man who received just leather clothing a man who received just leaves and something to cover his nakedness is saying I will give you one tent you have not received only physical clothing, but you've received the spirit of the clothing of righteousness, the clothing of glory, the clothing of the, the image of Jesus, and our lives are hid with Christ in God. And watch this the part of it that blew me away is that he said, At the resurrection, this particular clothing I'm wearing 
will not be there. My skin will not be there. I will not be called a black man or white man or yellow man or green man. But I will be clothed upon with something called immortality. The glory of God himself. That one day, Brother Israel will rise up at the resurrection. And I will be shining like the brightness of the feminine. And the glory of God will be with me. For there is one glory of the sun. Another glory of the moon. Another glory of the stars. And the righteous shall shine like the stars forever and ever. So one day, I will meet you. And you are wearing glory. You are wearing garments that are making you shine like the stars. And you are shining like the moon And somebody that receives physical raiment Is giving God 10% Without complaining After you With that supernatural glory Supernatural garment How can you be arguing about that Honey, may God give you the revelation Come and clap your hands and shout For how long can money be the most important thing in your life? Yeah, me, I won't go to church and give them my title. I won't go to church and give them my offering. No, No, you are forgetting about the righteousness God has put on you. You are forgetting about the holiness. You are forgetting about the resurrection body. You are forgetting about the robe of righteousness God has put on you. Oh, glory. And raiment to put on. Verse number 21. So that I come again to my father's house in peace. I remember the words of Jesus. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives. Give I you. And he said in my father's house. There are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. So that when I prepare the place. I will come and take you. That where I am there you may be also. So look at this word. If God will be with me so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Look at you. Every Sunday you go. Tuesday you come back in peace. Then you go. Sunday you come back in peace. Am I preaching? And apart from coming to this physical house of God. You yourself, you are the tabernacle of the most high God. You don't only come to the house of God But you yourself are the house of God Because you are the temple of God And he dwells in you And this man Who is coming to his physical father's house In peace Is saying 10% You are going to a spiritual house Am I talking to somebody You are, you are, you are, you are going to a spiritual house And one day when you are finally dead Or when there is the rapture Or when you leave this body You are going to go into your father's house In heaven I think your arguments Are unnecessary I don't believe in tithe. I'm not going to tithe. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to give. I'm not going to do that. Then shall the Lord be my God. And the Lord is not the God of only Old Testament believers. The Lord is the God of all New Testament believers. He told Mary, he said, Mary, when you go, tell them I am going to my father and to your father and to my God and your God. So God is not only the God of Jacob. He is also the God 
of the New Testament believers. How many of you are here? God is your God. God is your God. I like it whenever you are singing. For this God is our God. Forever and ever he will be. How you sing those songs? And you believe that God is your God. God shall be my God. Verse 22. This stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. I think that is number nine, right? This stone which I have set up for a pillar. This stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. <laughs> I read the scripture and I said stone. And I read Peter's words and he said you and I as lively stones God is using us to build a spiritual house. So the one who you stay or what do they call it? Is it te? Te? Stone is giving 10%. And you and I, we are not stone. We are spiritual stones. And God is using us to build up a spiritual house. The one who is using physical stones is saying 10%. Oh boy. I look at it and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm superior to Jacob. A man who used stone as a pillow is saying 10%. I'm sleeping on cotton pillow. How can I be saying 10%? A man who is sleeping in the bush says 10%. Refugee is saying 10%. I'm lying in my own house with grace. Emmanuel, Isaac, Daisy. How can I also be saying 10%? Somebody who is running away for his life is shouting 10%. You two in the peace and comfort of your heart. Lively stones build up, so lively stones build up into spiritual house. You two are shouting 10%. And now you will be stopped there. Now I say, hey, I don't believe in tithing. I'm not going to give. I won't give. I won't give anything to God. Then the ninth point is that of all that thou shalt give me. How many of you are here? God has been giving you something. You know, people, this message I'm preaching and last Sunday, what I preach is not for people to whom God has given nothing. If God has given you nothing and the whole month God didn't even give you one CD, don't tithe. If God didn't give you two CDs, don't tithe. But I'm telling you, there are some people God will not give them one CD. But do look at just the breath they breathe. Just the eyes they can see. Just the nose they can smell. And they say, you know what? I did not receive money from God. But there is something else I received. Silver and gold of a man. But such as I have. Give up. He said, of all that you give me. Of all that you give me. Of all that you give me. I will surely give you a tent. So you know what? Nobody is teaching you to give what you don't have. Can I pray a prayer for somebody today? I'm praying. And for those of you whose hands are lifted. I'm praying for you. That God Almighty. Will bless you so much. That every week of your life. I know when I say this, I'll look like a madman. But every week of your life, one million Ghana cities will come into your hands. 
means at the end of every Sunday, your tithe will be 100,000 Ghana cities. When you alone are blessed to that level, even if nobody gives in the church, the church of God will continue going forward and forward and forward and forward and forward and forward. People, if there is a day you must prosper, it is now. 